Hello, I'm Ros Chandler from Fieldgate Flowers. You are listening to the Cut Flower Podcast. This is for you if you want to learn more about growing your own cut flowers. We'll cover loads of subjects, things like citing a patch, your soil, manure and compost, seeds and germination, perennials and biennials, foliage and so much more. We'll have some exciting guests along the way. Thank you very much for listening. Today I want to talk more about muck and more about compost and more about mulching because it's that time of year when we really need to turn our attention to composting and when we are clearing our gardens and we are clearing our cutting patches and it's an ideal opportunity to make compost. So let's talk about it. Why, why even make compost? I mean the thing is you've got to think of your soil as a bank balance And you've got all the plants taking the nutrient out and producing beautiful flowers. And you actually need to put something back. And compost is the ideal way to do it. So it's either use compost, manure or fertilisers. All three of those will increase your fertility of your soil. So why make compost? Making compost is useful in two ways. It gets rid of all that garden waste. And secondly, provides an extremely useful product. We get very confused with um, garden compost, the compost we're actually making. um, It it can't be used for seeds um, as a seed compost. It really is for putting nutrition back into the soil. It can be used in the following ways. It can be used as a mulch. We'll come back back later to talk about mulching um, because I think that's quite a complicated thing, mulching. In terms of the word, people get very confused about mulching and just think it's composting and the two are not the same thing. So a mulch, a mulch you spread about 10 centimetres layer across the soil and this suppresses the weeds and keeps in moisture. So you can use a compost to mulch. You can use it as a planting medium when mixed with soil. So you mix it with soil and then you plant with trees and shrubs and your perennials into the soil. So it's a combination, you can use it in combination with soil. And you can use it as a soil conditioner in newly cultivated areas or areas that you want to put some nutrition back into. What it isn't, what can't you compost? The things you can't compost are perennial weeds, because obviously if you're putting weeds into compost, then they will multiply, and then when you put the compost back out onto your soil, you'll get more weeds. So don't put perennial weeds in. Don't put plants with seed heads. Same thing, you're putting seeds into compost. Don't put any diseased plants in. That will, uh, obviously, if you put diseased plants in, the problem you're going to have is disease going forward onto your plot. Woody stems, I mean, we do put woody stems on ours, but really should shed them, shred them first, because it takes a long time for them to break down. And grass cuttings, just limit this to about 25% of your overall compost heap and mix it with other materials. It tends to get very slimy and very smelly quite quickly. So don't use too much grass. Now, the things you can use are obviously all the organic matter that you've got around your cutting patch or vegetables. You can use kitchen vegetable waste. Um, That's quite useful to put in your compost. Now, where do you put this compost? Um, A compost needs to keep the heat in and needs to be protected from the rain. It needs to also be at least a cubic metre in size. We make ours here on the farm out of old pallets and put some tarpaulin across the top. Sometimes we've got a couple made with bricks or blocks. What you need to remember is you need to 
rest it on the soil so the microorganisms from the soil can get up inside your compost because they're the ones who are going to do the work. You can use a Dalek, like a plastic Dalek, you can buy from a garden center. And they're quite good because they obviously had a top on them and you can just take the compost out the bottom. The best thing is to have more than one compost heap. It depends on the size of your plot. We have lots of compost piles very close to where all our growing is. What you don't want to do is have wheelbarrows of old um, weeds and so on that you've taken up or old plants that you've taken up and take them over to the compost heap because you'll be going back and forward with wheelbarrows. So you really need it to be quite close to where you're working. We put two next to each other so that we can fill one up, then leave it and then move to another one. So that's quite useful to have two next to each other. So how, how does composting work? It's quite a bit of miracle science, really. It's similar to a well-structured soil. That is, it needs air. So what you don't need to do is compress everything down because it actually needs air to go through. It needs oxygen because you need oxygen. It's an aerobic exercise um, that will allow it to compost. So it's not anaerobic. So it's not without oxygen. You actually need oxygen. You need water and you need soil organisms. And like I said, it's the soil organisms, particularly the microorganisms that are responsible for the breaking down of the waste into compost. You can build your compost heap in layers. So you can consist of 15 centimeters of compost followed by three centimeters of soil because what you're doing with the soil is adding in microorganisms too. Like I said before, don't compress it. It needs oxygen. The composting process is aerobic. So there you have it. And then what you do is um, you, you cover it to keep the heat in, um, to retain the heat and you don't let it dry out. People have mixed views about turning compost heaps. I think traditionally um, we always turned compost heaps, but Charles Dowding says you only need to turn the compost once and more than that is not worth the effort. What we do, I mean, it helps if you have an adjacent bay which is empty, you can obviously turn it into that, or alternatively you can put some tarpauling down, turn the compost out into that, turn it with a fork and put it back. So that's one way of doing it. One of the most important things about compost is it's vital to keep the nitrogen to carbon ratio right so really 25 to 50 percent green material which is your lawn cuttings your fruit and your veg anything that's green and the rest needs to be brown leaves twigs new uh newspapers that's to get your nitrogen which is your green green material to carbon which is your brown material correct and that will give you the best compost you can have. People always say, well, when's it ready? When it's dark and when it's crumbly and when it's sweet smelling is when it's ready. When you can put it in your hands and it just is a really nice crumbly feel, it's about three to six months as a minimum. What we, um, yeah, what we would do with our compost is we do really, really leave it. And because we're building more and more compost heaps, we can have a rotation system. So we're not in a big hurry to use it. So that's composting. And in the same sort of vein, compost, let's talk about manure. Both cow muck, horse muck, pig muck, we use all of it. We build the piles and we um, actually there's a Facebook group called Muck and Manure. And you can go on the Facebook group and ask to have a delivery. And our local horse riding stables delivers free. We ask to have as little bedding in it as we can. So we want it quite pure. 
and we build piles. We've got piles out there now of cow manure and horse manure. What we do suggest, however, is that when you think it's ready, that crumbly um, feeling to it and the fact that it doesn't smell of ammonia anymore, actually test it. We put it in um, trays and we, we grow field beans to see how they will grow. So we know that when the field beans grow well, that they haven't been damaged by the actual manure. So the manure doesn't have anything in it. Because when you're bringing things onto your land, you don't really know 100% what that horse or that cow has eaten or where it's grazing. And you just need to be really careful about what you bring in. And that's just another way of testing it. On the same note, so we've talked about compost and we've talked about manure. So let's talk about the other fertilizers that you can use. We here on the farm produce comfrey, which is a liquid fertilizer, and we also produce um, nettle. And we do it in two drums with taps at the bottom. And what we do is we tear off the leaves, we put them in, we cover them with water, and basically we leave them. Now be very wary because comfrey in particular smells awful, slimy, greeny, awful muck. So don't do it anywhere near your house. You don't have to have the big containers that we have. You could do it in a bucket, but you do need to cover it because it smells disgusting. And then what you do is this needs to be diluted. Do remember to dilute it about 10 to 1. Um, I 10 lots of water to one lot of it because it needs to be quite dilute and look like a cup of tea, really a weak cup of tea. Um, be sure you don't drink it. Um, I'm sure it wouldn't do would it you any harm. Don't know. Probably would. Comfrey and nettle. And comfrey is quite high in potassium. Nettle is quite high in nitrogen, so you've actually got a really good balanced fertilizer if you do them both. So you've got muck, you've got compost, and you've got fertilizer. So I hope that helps you with mulching. These are these are the organic mulchers that you can put on your soil. So have fun making compost. Thank you for listening. This has been the Cut Flower Podcast. Please do join us on our Facebook group, The Cut Flower Collective, for lots more hints and tips. Thank you.